confused. Hey, guys. Like Cloud hey. Atlas all over again. Hey, Cloud Atlas. How about every movie starring Jennifer Lopez? <laughs> uh, oh, no. Parker? <laughs> I, to be Monster honest, I don't think I've ever seen one. So The Super Bowl 54 halftime show? What are you talking about? I don't know. I don't know. You've never seen the Jennifer Lopez movie? Nope. I'm just oh, not voluntarily. Uh, Boy next door. Boy next door. Uh, that's a good one. Oh, it's a terrible one. I you watched like, like only forty minutes of it because you convinced me to sophomore year. You were like, "Hey, let's watch this movie," and it was like a forty-five minute thing, and I was like, "Wow, what is what going is on?" The Boy Next Door. That one. Yeah, we watched it uh, on your iMac, but I don't understand why you made me stand the whole time. <laughs> that wasn't you know very damn nice. well why yeah okay uh, that's like oh is it like because i did the thing, thing with the, the pen Ooh. i remember when they uh they checked our rooms during like the dlc rooms during christmas break or something and they found my stolen street signs <laughs> <laughs> was did they did take it, them no they didn't take them but they asked me to go into an office i had to talk to the rd of the dlc and he was like um did you steal these in bangor and i was like not bangor and then he was like, "Okay, <laughs> okay." Well, the only other, the only other thing well, we found was not a, at our place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, "No, not Freeport." Um, and then he was like, "Okay, well, the only other thing we found was a shot glass, so we'll give that back to you at the end of the year." I'm like, "Okay, never got it back." But <laughs> all, right. all right. Anyways, well, uh, mm-hmm. we're, well, let's start yeah, talking let's, about let's start movies. To, oh, movies. Movies, oh, yeah, movies. Yeah. Let's talk about movies. That's a whole podcast right there. We could just export talk. that, throw it up for extra content. I'm down. Anyway, Thanks for listening. Call it, but we'll have to figure it out. Yeah, we just call it the that chat. Night on Dune with those movie dudes. I don't know. Ooh, don't rush, man. Yeah, actually, that's not bad. Night on. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, well, if you guys are just joining us for the first time, we're we're those movie dudes. Well, right. every week we watch three acclaimed movies that we've never seen before, uh, except this week, and then yep. we get together on Zoom and we talk true? about them in a podcast. Uh, we'll get what do you mean except this week? You guys have seen um, these movies before? The he has. three no acclaimed movies. Oh, one of them oh. wasn't acclaimed this week. We'll figure that one out. I uh, really, a bit I later. thought it was acclaimed, and then I was like, I watched it, and I'm it's like, it's not yours, John. This yeah, kind of, I know it's not mine. I know it's, not, I know it's Nate's, but I'm like, this is kind of culty. It's up here. <laughs> well, anyway. the movie that we watched for me this week was a film that I've always wanted to see. It's from I think 1953. It's called Rashomon. Uh, so that is the one that we watched on HBO Max for my pick. Um, my movie was the 1991 film, also on HBO Max, Night on Earth, with Winona Ryder. Winona. Well, we're those movie dudes. Thanks again. Um, <laughs> and my movie was Dune. My movie okay. was Dune. David Lynch's Dune, nineteen eighty four. Kyle MacLachlan, fucking sandworms. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Do you guys just um, want me to start? Yeah, no, I was. I, gonna, kinda... I was gonna say the movie that I'm leaning towards talking about first is Dune. <laughs> All right, let me wow, get this. Over I kind of want to get Rashomon out of the way personally. Just... Uh, no, <laughs> no, that's a good one. Um, I really no, thought Rashomon I'm... was Nate's movie. Nah, dude. Okay, yeah, so uh, Dune. Um, yeah, so it's kind of a little movie by David Lynch. Let me see. i got to get this description up. Just because watching it, I still don't really understand the whole point of it. There's a lot to unpack. It was... <laughs> and I've seen a few David Lynch movies, but like out of all of them, it was just... It, it tried so hard to be a mainstream film, and... It just, there were some parts that just completely, I, I was completely lost. Just all of the, it's like, you ever be inserted into a world and it just, you don't know any of the physics behind it. 
but you, you're just supposed to make sense of it all because it's a movie. You just kind of trust it. The first it. Blade Runner had that for me, yeah. It, and it was just it kind of like it made sense, but there were just confusing parts. So we're in the year 10,191 and the entire galaxy is kind of at war and this special mystical spice that can only be farmed in this one planet called Dune. And people are trying to get a hold of this planet because if they control the spice, they control the galaxy. Yeah, this this definitely wasn't David Lynch's best film. This is arguably one of his worst ones and one of his most Damn. disliked by people. And it's his like second least favorite, I think. Um, it's his least favorite. Yeah. He says yeah, that it's the only movie he would consider a failure of his career. Yeah. Unfortunately. Wow. Well, that, yeah. And I don't know. It just didn't sit too well. There were some parts that I liked, but... It... Well, the appeal for me with this movie, uh, because obviously we have one coming out later this year or supposed to come out later this year. Anyway, one is on the way that Denny Villeneuve was doing with the, like an all-star cast. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that one. So I've always wanted to kind of see this one to see how those going to connect. And I know that it's based on these like really popular books. It's a big sci-fi story. It's, it's like a, it's a massive property, um, that you can do a lot with. And I completely agree. Cause as I was watching this movie, it just made no sense. It was just weird. It was sporadic. It just like, you were constantly like confused on what was happening with the story. And the reason behind that is because David Lynch spent three and a half years developing this movie. And his first cut was four hours long. It was in depth. It was in detailed. Like he he really like went to town with this movie. But the he studio didn't get to do it. was like, no, yeah, we can only release dude. movies that are two hours and like yeah. seventeen minutes at most. Like you cannot go further. So he had to go Stupid. and cut up his entire movie to make it a commercial movie. Like yeah. as you mentioned, like it just it was trying so hard to be commercial, and that was the downfall. That was the downfall of this movie. It was just it made no sense because when they went back and chopped it all up, you lose so much story and development, and what you're left with is honestly just kind of a sluggish bore. Like and it was a box office bomb. Its yeah. budget was forty five yeah. mil, and it only made like between thirty and thirty seven mil. So it took a major yeah. hit. It Definitely. seemed a lot to me like it was. The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey, and then you cut out the middle half that's interesting, and then all of a sudden it's the Battle of Five Armies at the end. Where you have one movie in the beginning where these families are kind of fighting, whatever, and then all of a sudden it seemed like there was this whole other movie happening that should have been a sequel. So I can I see what you're saying by how they like they sort of cut out a shit ton of content that would have made this movie make some remote sense. Mm-hmm. And it didn't. Um, right. But, you know, yeah. at the same time, I think it's an interesting concept, and I'm glad that they are revisiting it with Delis Villeneuve. De- what the fuck? Denis, Denis Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. <laughs> I hope to God he makes it a very kind of a serious, dramatic space movie because it, this had I 80s cheese him. written all over it. It was just like – it reminded me of like Batman and Robin. Like I'm first... wondering how the worms are going to go. That's what I'm nervous yeah. about. I'm excited. It's going to be phenomenal. Greg, Greg Fraser is the DP. I mean he's – it's going to look incredible. The special effect mm. – and Denis Villeneuve, full trust. I can't wait to see it. And I'm kind of glad I saw this to kind of compare and contrast a little bit and see how much how much you can really do with this story and this property. Mm. Um, but yeah, the first scene when they like kind of like start like, – there's a big first fight scene and they put on these shields – like it was mm-hmm. just little like what it was that, squares. it looked really really bad <laughs> motion tracking on them and you can't even see the actor you just see these blobs like attacking yeah them. it didn't look very it was, good 
Like oh, I, I can, I give it, I give it some creativity for like trying to up the game, but it just didn't work. And I don't think David Lynch's mind and like creative style was fit it for this kind of thing. It also took itself way too seriously. Like it, it took yeah. itself way too seriously, and especially with scenes like that, that it's like so laughable. I wish the film was sort of like a, Sharna- a Sharknado type thing. It reminded yeah. me of something that could be like Ooh. direct to DVD. I wish it didn't go that cheesy because I mean, it there's a movie at called this point, Tremors that takes place in the desert that has these like earthworms that come out of the ground. I don't know if you've seen that yeah. movie, Nate. With I haven't, but I've okay. heard even but these like that. That's like, the cheese that you'd want to go for with like a different type of movie. This is that one, one like, self-aware like, of it? Uh, yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's a dark comedy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like with Dune, I feel like, uh, and even like with Denis Villeneuve, what he's gonna do, he's gonna make it like a, like a, he's gonna give it the the proper treatment. I think that this movie deserves because I was, I kind of really hoping to get something like that with this one because it was just boring. Like just I wasn't interested in any of these characters. The costumes were cool. Some of the practical effects were done pretty like decent, and it was kind of cool to see David Lynch do something like in this genre with like this big budget. Even though I just it did not work, and I wish we ultimately got um, his vision that w- was what we saw. I, I wish that was the case, but unfortunately, it's not. But yeah, this one was just a bore to me. Yeah, he. I don't I, think he fits this mainstream look that this movie is trying to portray. Like David Lynch, like Mulholland Drive is amazing. Eraserhead, some of his early stuff too. Oh, I think is where he really shines because he has those really intimate stories which he tried to implement with some of these characters, but it just some of the space travel looked awful and it's kind of a story that we've seen before with someone joining an opposite thing and mm-hmm. um it just the effects lost it for me. And remember that random character with the oil all over him? I was like, what is this guy? Like Sting, what? yeah. As I, didn't, like, I thought it was David was Bowie for the longest time before Dude. seeing this movie. I thought it was David Bowie, but it ended the up being strangest Sting. Like, character oh, okay. of this. Well, not the strangest character. The strangest character was the fucking Harkonnen villain with boils all over his face. Exactly. Yeah. What the fuck was that? <laughs> God, dude. Him for just... president. Holy shit! There were there were so many scenes that just took you out of the film. I think everything that had to do with the Harkonnens, it kind of had like a uh, like a Romeo and Juliet or Game of Thrones vibe with these kind of feuding houses, I guess. Mm-hmm. To me, the film did make yeah. sense. Like, I wasn't lost, but there were a lot of things that needed to be fleshed out to make the character motivations actually yeah. Maybe it just didn't reasonable. care. It was yeah. just kind of vague it, yeah. the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And the CGI, a lot of those more. you could literally make in Final Cut in 10 mm-hmm. minutes. A lot of the the wide space shots of this just, like, yellow well, cube nowadays. flying over a sink... But in the, I feel like forty years later, <laughs> it's it's astonishing that they were that bad. Like, just yeah. don't and do those 19, shots. Well, nineteen eighty four. <laughs> think about all the movies that have come out before nineteen eighty four with visual effects that looked. That's what I'm saying. Way better Amazing. than that. Yeah. And yeah. the budget. I think the budget really went into like the costumes and the sets. Um, and they also apparently like hand cleared a part of Mexico just for the location of the desert. They did. Yeah, they picked all like, the debris out so they could scout. Like, this. this was a massive movie that just did not make any money, which is unfortunate. Um, no. Nope. Mind if I grade it first? Just get this out of the way. Go ahead. Feel free. Um, I was I honestly was kind of looking forward to watching this one, and I was just ultimately very disappointed. I thought it was kind of fun to see 
Patrick Stewart pop up in this movie because you'd expect him to mean like Star Trek and stuff. Mm-hmm. And even Max von Z- uh, Zito shows up as and it's just, I don't know, you see some kind of fun characters. So that was a little saving grace for the movie was seeing the actors in these different like characters and costumes. Uh, but overall, this was a slug sluggish bore to me. And I just am, it makes me eager to see the Denny Villeneuve one. So I'm giving it a one and a half out of five. Mm-hmm. Damn, Pretty bro. low for me. You know, I actually found myself enjoying this. I think that, you know, I, I wasn't as annoyed and I wasn't expecting anything amazing. I didn't know that this wasn't an acclaimed film, but I still kind of just, I liked the campiness and the cultiness to it. Um, you know, I, I kind of just had fun and laughed at this one, even though it was taking itself seriously. But that doesn't mean I'm going to give it a great grade. It's I'm going to give it a three out of five. I just think it was Ooh, fresh. remotely enjoyable and uh, not a bad movie if you look at it the right way. So. Mm-hmm. Well, your grade would help out the Rotten Tomato score, so yeah. you'd give it a fresh grade. Right? I would give it a fresh grade. And I would also give it a fresh grade. I'd give it a 3 Ooh. out of 5 as well. It, okay. it was missing some like stuff, that. but it was just... Well, uh, don't don't say that. Um, well, I don't, 3 out of 5 I probably, for me, though, that's a like... like I feel like that... I, well, that's you. I liked it. That's I genuinely you. liked yeah. it. Um, but, yeah, it was definitely missing some stuff. Um, I just wish there was more Virginia Madison, because she was only in it like four times. And is she was one of the big names. Chari? Chari? She was she the, was the that... one at the beginning. Did you watch oh, this okay. twice? Me? Yeah. Did no. you say you were going to watch Dune again? I didn't watch it again. were you saying that this week? Okay. I didn't mm. know if you did or not. That nope. would have been interesting. Nope. But yeah. Well, I like Dune. It. HBO Max. I guess watch it just to see... Uh, Watch it before the new one comes out. If that ever comes out, who knows if it even will these days. Won't. Well, I'll be dead. It's, it's supposed to be out in December, so I mean, if the world doesn't go to shit three times over, which it, it will, mm-hmm. uh, then we'll watch it in theaters, which would be quite awesome. Um, but yeah, that's Fantastic. Dune. 1984. David Lynch. What do you guys want to talk about next? Rashomon. <laughs> well, see. Okay, we can, we can do Rashomon. Alright, I'm really going to need a refresher if you can just give a synopsis, because I... <laughs> I think I just zoned out of this film, and I tried. You were to not texting remember. me throughout the whole movie pictures That's... of dogs and cats. Well, it is I true. Was... I, I I have the receipts. I can show you. Either way, my grade reflects my opinion, and uh, mm. you know. Well, we'll anyways, get into it. Rashomon uh, is the movie that I picked, and it won the poll. The plot is: it's about the rape of a bride and the murder of her samurai husband are recalled from the perspectives of a bandit, a bride, samurai's ghost, and a woodcutter. Uh, this kind of created the whole saying of like the Rashomon effect, uh, which I've heard of before, which is like you get these different perspectives of a story, usually crime related, and then you got to figure out, you know, what's the truth, who who's behind it, what's a lie. It's very highly claimed. It's it's argued to uh, kind of start the whole best international uh, or best foreign language film Oscar category uh, because the next year it actually that, that category became uh, into existence. That's international. Uh, I think it was nominated film. for art direction, but um. That now it's international film, so they've changed it again. But uh, this is probably one of the first ones to kind of start that conversation, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, it's on the Criterion Channel a collection, and it's on HBO Max. So we all watched it, and Mister Mister Cram over there, yeah, sitting over there. Uh, yes. you've seen some Akira Kurosawa movies. I have. Uh, how did this one rank between the other ones? This one was it was very interesting. I liked how he was one of the people who started using flashbacks in that way to mainly tell the story um it had some creepy moments especially the ghost like going through a medium it was like 
Ooh, okay. I don't I, I don't like her voice like that. Oh, she's contorting her body. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm freaked. Um Didn't her eyes roll back too. This is something weird, but um I appreciate how he shot it. There was like handheld between wide like shots of just an open space in the jungle and it was very made it feel very real. Like you felt like you were in the jungle. Um acting was a little over the this is 1950, so um, we can appreci- appreciate a little Tashira Mifune just kind of running around poking at a woman with a sword. Like I don't mind, I don't mind yeah. that, I guess. But they they mm-hmm. got to the point where it was a little slapsticky. I thought, like, how many, how many times are they just gonna swing? These guys don't even look trained or anything. <laughs> They're just swinging yeah. randomly at each other. Oh yeah, the sword fights were a little pathetic mm-hmm. <laughs> for them. Um, but it was interesting. And at Kira, at Kira Kurosawa, the director, he actually gave specific notes to that guy to act like a wild animal mm-hmm. in pretty much all the different He's scenes. like that in Seven Samurai, too. He's, he's almost like Bruce exactly Lee the same. The dragon, like last week. Yeah. Just like animalistic craziness. That, that, that but this was, just, this was just an uninteresting version of Enter the Dragon. If I was going to rip well, on the film the... a little bit. Oh, I was interested. Like, I, was I, I found. Interested. Yeah. I. But why? I, I think that I, I agree with pretty much everything Nate just said, although maybe I just have a, a worse opinion of the film. I, I think that the concept of these, these different accounts of the murder was mm-hmm. an interesting concept. But when it came to the acting, I, maybe it's just a an old movie thing where everybody just overacts. Like, is that how everybody is in these movies? The only overacting I, I saw, if, I really if you hate it. overact, it was only the woman and the, uh, the crazy, the bandit guy. Mm-hmm. The woodcutters. Those were the like priest, the main characters. The, the samurai husband. I thought they gave great performances, uh, especially the priest at the very end with like the child that they find, uh, and, and that kind of you know transitions the movie to kind of have a little more faith in humanity because that was it, the, the whole message is is like who knows who you can trust, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's like you kind of lose faith in humans because they're making up all these stories and they're not telling the truth and they're just I mean the guy like raped and murdered her. her her husband, so it's like it's all yeah. fucked up. Her husband, but I thought it was interesting. His wife, the way... that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Either it way, was interesting. and I think that this it was shot incredibly well. Like what Nate said, there was one shot that transitioned from the bandit's point of view, and it's an ultra wide shot of him running on a horse on a hill, but he's framed very low to the screen, and the rest is all sky. And it was just an awesome shot, and it's throughout like the scenes in uh, the woods too, like with like the dollies and the quick like pans like back and forth it was really interesting and it was neat and he was definitely ahead of his time for uh you know film from japan in 1950 Mm -hmm. yeah good old kurosawa Uh, he's classic guy he's one of the innovators of modern cinema with most with all of the movies he's done are all i'm pretty sure critically acclaimed i haven't seen any of his movies Uh, this is my first seven samurai is phenomenal um ikiru is a good drama that's a good one um but he's got a guy who has like terminal cancer or something something and, and it's trying to yes yeah, live out his life kind of yeah yep but he the guy <sighs> who plays like the main woodcutter is in all three of those movies he's the guy in akiru and he's like the main guy in seven samurai and he's phenomenal in everything that he's done so far yeah mm-hmm. i mean i'm yeah, glad but i mean I'm, 
I'm glad you guys liked it. My God, I, I everything you're saying, I completely disagree with. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just there was just you admitted nothing, you didn't really you didn't really pay attention to this movie. That's, no, you no, no. You always say this. I fucking you watched said the you, film. you just admitted that you didn't. It was just hard to pay attention to because it was so goddamn boring, and I hated the acting. The choreography was fucking terrible. The cinematography was slightly okay, but I can't watch a film just based on cinematography. It's 2020. You know, like I need something more, and I hated. All the characters, the woman was I'm just cringing. this damsel in distress. That, like, can't you just give a woman a slightly more empowering role? Like, what the fuck? She just cried the entire time. Yeah. Like, give me a fucking break, dude. It was just... I I really hated the fucking movie. I really did. And I, I you know, maybe it's just because it's a critically acclaimed movie that's beloved in the top 250 IMDb. I just, and it doesn't have Haley Steinfeld in it. <laughs> Haley Steinfeld's not in it? I just... What the fuck, dude? I thought it was super interesting. I was Sucks. engaged in all the different perspectives and the stories. Uh, I think my favorite of the of all of them was the uh, the woodcutter's final truth. The, I think probably like the ending mm-hmm. towards the one like his perspective. It's like, like a combination of everything, truth. just little yeah. bits here and there. Yeah, but he, and he didn't tell it to the court, but he told it to the priest afterwards. Mm-hmm. So that was like that's the other like aspect of the movie. I think was just interesting. It's you got to really pay attention. I know it's. I'm, I don't mean to like belittle you, but like I said, there a few are texts. things that will go over I mean, your head, but yeah, but I mean, I don't know. think anything went over my head, you know, because you know, that this is a movie from 1950s, the criterion is on it's Japan, but that preconceived notion, you're already going to this movie with a negative mindset because that's happened way before it's from the beginning of time was when they started picking these movies <laughs> because you're like, oh fuck, it's a fifties. I'm not going to like it. And then you go in, I'm not going to like it. And then you. I give movies an open mind. I genuinely do. And the first thing I do when I write reviews is write my positive thoughts. I like the concept. But a lot of the movies where I enjoy the concept, it's not executed well. This was not executed well. It just wasn't. It's a movie that needed to take itself more seriously. It was laughable. The characters were terrible. And I could not take any of the choreography. I was waiting for a cool sword fight at the end. It sucked. They were intentionally trying to avoid hitting each other. Like, it was scared. not done well at all. Because it showed humanity in a true light. Like, usually we see these people being that are just... Being pathetic losers? No. They're being forced to kill each other. Yeah. yeah they're being, and they're in like, a situation okay, well, guess... that they're not expected to. Like, people said, I don't want to die in the subtitles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... But then, the yeah, the whole wife and her, how she handles it all and what she tries to get them to do and... I, I thought I it worked out well. I never know her intentions. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. like, I didn't know, because she kept on flipping into the different stories. As in, like, she was like, she like wanted them to kill each other, or she wanted him to kill her because yeah. she couldn't like live with the guilt of being with two men at once or something. Yeah, um, you can't so trust, like, you can't trust any of them. There's only, like, two characters that you can trust in this entire movie. Right. So it's, and they don't really have. The horse. No, the well. priest and the guy who leaves at the end. With the kimono. Because he was right. just like, ah, screw it. Let's hear what you have well, to say. All I can say is I was looking forward to playing Overcooked when this was over. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, Alright, so J- John, go ahead. Why don't you just get this out of the way? One out of five. Terrible. Sucked. Hated it. Alright. Excellent. Mm, okay. Nate? Cool. Um, I'll, I'm a little <laughs> more positive, I would say. Um, I'm going to do this because if Truman Capote watched this movie he would say akira kurosawa is a genius that wasn't a good capote i apologize uh it's pretty spot on right? four out of five I heard it. yeah four out of five yeah, I, li- I liked it 
Yeah, Kira Kurosawa is just one of those movies that I was interested in how they kept going back and forth and how you just couldn't trust anybody. Even the main character who you think you're supposed to trust is almost the worst person. So it, it kind of yeah, had that touch to it. Up. So, hmm. yeah, four out of five I for me. I your grade. I'd give it a four to five as well. I thought it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed the different perspectives, and I think it's kind of cool that this kind of launched that whole genre of uh, storytelling. Uh, and like you said, just he was ahead of his time. And it's only 88 minutes, so it's it's really quick. It's, there's not a lot of fat. It gets right to the point, and you get to kind of see it from the different perspectives and you know make your own conclusions before it tells you what happens. So four out of five. I, I definitely enjoyed it, and you can watch it on HBO Max. HBO oh Max. And you Thanks can buy it off Criterion at Barnes & Noble during their 50% off sale. Oh, shit. Shameless plug right there. <laughs> not Another even for us. Not, not a plug for us. 50% off sale. I've thought is, about uh, it. Is John's little movie. Yeah. Yes, you can. John's movie, I picked a Criterion film, which just so happens to be Winona Ryder in 1991's Night on Earth, with the tagline, Five Taxis, Five Cities, One Night. Which is a little bit laughable. I like that you've really, like, the past three times we've talked about this, you've, you've said that Winona Ryder as if she's the lead. I think she's in it for, well, like, oh, okay. the well, here's time a, as I, everyone else. This is early she is, in and her and career. And I will, Bellini, like, well, not I will early, get but... I will get into it. Uh, I, I do have some facts written down because we, we're only at 34 minutes, so we're going to drag this out a little bit and get a little background on the film if you don't know anything about Night on Earth, which I didn't until I read these. Um, <laughs> directed by Jay, Jim, sorry. Might be James. Uh, Jim Jarmusch, who's also known for a film we have watched in the past, Patterson. Ooh. Yeah, Patterson. Patterson. And only Lovers Left Alive. I don't know oh, if you've seen thank that you, one. And yeah, The I, Dead Don't you know. Die. Dead Don't oh. Die. Have you seen that one? Did you guys watch that one? No. I watched oh, it last I year and to. did not like it. I've seen uh, Bringing Out the Dead with Nicolas Cage. Is that what you're talking about? No. Nope. Okay. We've all seen that too, though. That is Great. true. Um, yeah, well, uh, it was. For uh, sure. Okay. Winner for Best Cinematography at the Independent Spirit Awards. Everybody loves those. And I uh, had Winona Ryder in it, who plays a quirky L.A. cab driver. You may know her from Stranger Things. That um, name totally fit her character. Quirky. 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 Yeah. Straight up. So it, when she it said it, her. I was like, oh my god. She's totally. a quirky. Looks like a quirky. Yeah. Like, she was literally like an exaggerated younger version of her character from Stranger Things. Like, straight up, that's who it was. Or Heather's. She's True. just so weird. Do you think she, I, she has to be like that in real life? Like just no, she's an kind of yeah. kind of a total psychopath. No, I've, like <laughs> I've talked to someone who worked with her on the Stranger Things season, which is like, yeah, she's she's a whack job. <laughs> like she's pretty yeah. Weird. I'm, I'm not at yeah. all surprised. Um, no. But yeah, I, I did want to talk about all the other actors, but they're all kind of everybody else is somewhat no name, but they're in a lot of uh, European films. Yeah. Something uh, you should mention is it's an anthology movie. It's, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, exactly. It, it's kind of like I mean. VHS sort of where it's just kind of different different I mean it's the same director for all of them but basically it takes place in five cities with five different cab drivers over the course of one night um it takes place in LA New York Paris Rome and Helsinki Finland so uh yeah what did you guys think of uh Night on Earth Nate uh why don't you ask Spencer what his thoughts were hey Spencer what were your thoughts on Night on Earth Night on Earth. Um, I, for some reason, didn't know that this was an anthology movie. I know it said like five, like uh, yeah, five cities, five 
whatever, blah, blah, blah. But like, I just didn't, it didn't like, I don't register my brain that this could be an anthology movie until the opening. Confusing? It's like oh. the spinning of the globe. It kind of zooms in on that and then goes into the different time clocks that are all on the wall. And it goes into the first one. Uh, I think it was Los Angeles. And then it yes. kind of goes on throughout the movie um, into the different cities. And that aspect of storytelling, I actually really enjoyed to a certain degree because I guess my biggest issue with this movie was that any time or almost every time I was starting to get into the characters and into the segment, it would switch to the other one. Uh, so that was my kind of big issue with this one. However, I kind of had a lot of fun with this one. Just the different stories, the different people that you would meet. Uh, the one in particular, I really like the story between the blind guy or sorry, the blind woman. And mm-hmm. uh, the black man in the taxi. The one in Rome. I think it was in Paris. Isace de Bancol, apparently. Yeah. I really like that story. And then, But the, my issue is like it switched to the other one right as I got into it. I was like, no. Got in go that accident. It. Yeah. And it's just kind of with switched, the Nora yeah. Ryder one. It's like she got like a casting call. It's like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, good. Nope. What yeah. happens in New York? All right. We're in New York. Yeah. And then we're meeting this German guy and uh, the fucking guy from Breaking Bad. Uh, Helmet. I forget his name. Oh, what what's his name? Helmet. Gus. Oh, Gus from Breaking Bad. Um, oh, oh, yeah. That was him. Uh, and then I was getting into his character, and he was just a riot, and they picked up uh, that Spanish chick. And it was fun, and then it goes into Paris. <laughs> and then it's just like, okay, <laughs> I feel like this movie should have been a TV series where mm-hmm. it's like you can kind of flesh out the characters a little bit more and make it episodic. Um, but I got what he was going for, and I did actually kind of have some fun with it, but. It had, it had, my fault was it's just I wish I got more development and more and more. Uh, we only have you know twenty minutes or so to get to know these characters, and then you're right where you finally are like, wow, these you know you you get to the nitty gritty of each character, and then it kind of moves on. But you know I think the anthology idea w- was pretty cool. I definitely like some stories more than others for different reasons, but you know, Nate, what did you think? Oh me? Oh yeah. yeah. It, it was it was okay. It was chill. Okay. It was fine. Yeah, yeah well, it was a night uh, on okay. earth. Yeah, Great. that was it. Um, All right. Why not a writer's in it? Exactly. And Roberto Benigni from Life Is Beautiful, Oscar winner. He was kind of a riot in his thing. Where he he would just go on random yeah. monologues and just drive on the wrong way on one way streets and just. <laughs> That was yeah, probably the, the driving around one. the fountain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would try to pick up the passenger. But my favorite scene is like the guy was coughing in the back, and he's like, "Sir, there's no smoke." And he's like, "Oh yeah, my bad. Like I don't know why they had these stupid things in the car." And they yeah, <laughs> the sign out the window and it continues to smoke. Oh, uh, sorry, yeah, Father. I, I was trying to get to you, but the uh, statue was in the way as they're pulled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. so but uh, what was another? Yeah, where he the guy drives him. It's like, oh, how about I'll pay the fare. And I'll drive us there. <laughs> and then they got, I, I love the scene where uh, Helmet couldn't, he just couldn't get home. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, two rights. Oh, okay. And then okay. he just gets completely lost. And I wish the movie didn't stop right there, you know? Cause well, do, I don't know if, if there was a, I read that a, um, there was an exterior shot towards the end of the movie showing, like, you have to, like, I don't know, it's a really deep cut, but he apparently, the German guy makes it home just fine. He takes all this, the, oh, really? uh, the opposite hmm. turns back home and he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, cool. I guess it's like a deep Shit. reference, but I missed it. I didn't catch it on the first time I saw it. Hmm. That's a good ending. It's a good ending. But um, it was, it was interesting how they handled the five different taxis though. It was just, yeah. it was almost just like, Hey, can we uh, videotape you guys for like an hour or so? Sure. You watch a little snippet and then it goes on with their day. It's almost like it doesn't have a beginning and an end. It's just all middles. 
And it's I kind of like life. that. Yeah, I, I kind of like that a little bit. You just, the guy, it's some of it's sad, some of it's happy. You don't know what's going to happen. And it was cool just seeing a bunch of just some random, some famous people um, just kind of doing little things. Being smoking cab drivers named Quirky. That was just, that was a riot. Like she was sitting on a phone book. She wasn't big enough to like yeah. look over. I was just like, oh, okay. That's kind of funny. Yeah. No, that was uh I think my favorite of the uh, of the stories was the last one. I think that it just had the most kind of meat to it. Mm-hmm. Where you 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 get to know hold on a sec. You almost get to know all four characters. Yeah, you get to know a lot of them and I, I think it was definitely the most emotional, impactful um part of the anthology. I would have liked to see a whole movie based on just that story, like what led to that happening and then the aftermath sort of would have been Mm -hmm. a really good movie i think Um, yeah and it was cool to see this movie just yeah or a tv series where you get two three episodes about these guys episode Um, one los angeles episode two new york episode three paris and then it's just you know it's an hour long and you get full kind of get beginning middle end but like nate said the style of this because it's a movie you get all middles and it does it it kind of works because you do have fun with it you kind of do kind of once you you do get into the characters because i think they're really well written uh the guy wrote and directed this movie um and he does a good job with characters because you kind of felt for all of them except just when you got into them they would they would do a 180 on you and mm-hmm. yeah. introduce but you i, I kind of like that though where you ha- you kind yeah. of some movies where you just have to have your own interpretation of what happens next yeah. you know it's, it, it's not something that, that i could fault the cool. film for yeah very true very true um but it was it was just unique it had a bunch of different things you had them from different places i like the whole thing with the clocks so you could kind of compare that way um and see how cabs were at different times um but there were some points where i did find myself just kind of laughing just at some of the stuff that they do and just Mm -hmm. it felt real like legitimate cab rides just oh can you turn that down oh you need me to get this for you and this straight up doesn't happen anymore nope like Mm-mm. people have phones and uber like this is exactly how it would be in the 90s like this this is this is kind of a, a part of history that will never be a thing again so i thought that was kind of cool you kind of uh almost a period piece at some point because this is no longer a thing <laughs> yeah no um, you know yeah. um yikes i'm just seeing a uh, budget of 3.5 million opening weekend Thirty-four thousand. Nice. Wow. In America, in total, it made two million dollars. Nice. Big yikes. Didn't even make anything. That's that, so. Thanks to Criterion. Oh. Now big balloon it's adventure more right there. People can watch it now. Criterion's John. awesome. I might buy it right now. You know what? Yeah. You're welcome. Um. Yeah, man. So that's that's night on Earth. Uh, Spencer, what would what would be your uh your grade of this film? Three and a half out of five. I. I enjoyed it. I had fun with it. I think it's a little bit too long, and I don't want to sound like a broken record. I just wish I got more from the characters. Um, but it's fun. It's it's cool. And maybe if I rewatched it, I'd have a different outlook now, kind of knowing uh, what this movie is. And um, and it was right. cool. I mean, just seeing all the different all all five stories. They they're not random. I mean, they are random, but they all somehow kind of connect, which is is cool. Just I mean, they're all sharing the same experiences. Just different things are happening uh, with their night. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of cool to see, and it's something that you haven't really seen before. So, three and a half out of five for okay. me. It, okay. it would have been interesting to see sort of a, a a way that they like maybe these people knew each other. But again, I think if it was a TV series, sure they could probably dive in and connect all these stories together or something. But you never know. 
Yeah, that's true. What about that's you, true. Yeah, eh, it was it was fine. It was cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah um, right. I give it a three and a half out of five. I liked the originality of just having a bunch of snippets from random people's lives. Um, some happy, some sad. That one at the end was very sad, but the acting was great. I thought that had some of the best performances, even from just the side characters, just how they were able to kind of up the emotion. Um, but yeah, I'd say three and a half out of five. I look forward to seeing more of his movies. I've, I, I know Spencer doesn't like the dead don't die, but maybe I'll like it if there's it some zombies in it. Weird. It was weird because like the movie opens and the, like the, the some music is playing, and then all of a sudden they're driving, and the same music is playing in their car, and they're just they're driving. They're like, why is the theme song playing? I'm like, mm. oh, that's weird. And they just turn it off, and then they just like don't even address it. Like Good. they reference them that they're in a movie, which is like, wait. What? <laughs> it's so <laughs> weird. And Selena Gomez just randomly walks in, and yeah, it's wait, eh, what? What the know. fuck movie is this? Dead Don't Dead... Die, Adam Driver, Bill Murray, uh, Selena yeah. Gomez zombie no. movie. Never mind. Uh, uh, came out last year, two years ago. It's it's quirky, it, but like I hadn't really seen his movies before that, so mm-hmm. I'll just I'll just maybe watch I'll, the fundamentals of caring instead. Time. Yeah, you sure. do that. You do that. Yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah. I I really like this one. I I think uh, some stories are better than others, but it kind of had a mix of these kind of give you a little funny funny story in Rome with this guy who had these just this very strange past. Give you a confessional to this priest, um, and then you know sort of maybe maybe some an interesting interaction with the guy from africa talking to the blind girl and kind of just that was that was really cool also the he's uh, from the ivory coast the ivory coast yes <laughs> i think that uh uh it's funny to see that all cab drivers have a very short temper i think that's that's pretty of course true <laughs> <They're> cab drivers <laughs> I mean, yeah, can you relate i mean you did uber for a little bit yes I mean, did you sometimes yeah. have days I never... where you short-tempered I never kicked anyone out. I was actually a pretty reasonable Uber driver. That's nice. I would have. Um, but I really like this. I think it had a, a good mix of kind of like funny, strange, dramatic, and then some charming stories, and then at the end, a very heartbreaking one. Um, and it was it was done really well. So I would give this a four out of five. Night on Earth, wow. 1991. The highest you'll ever see John give a movie that's on the Criterion Collection. Yep. First oh, and very last. Much. Very Crazy. much so. Yeah. Well, if he liked a Criterion movie, then you guys should go and watch it too. It's on HBO Max. Night on Earth. Night on Earth. It's a yep. fun one. That's a high um, grade for yeah. me. All of those movies that we just talked about are on HBO Max. So go and watch them. I feel like we need to just send an invoice to this uh, service <laughs> because all of our movies are, are on HBO Max. But mm-hmm. hey, they've they've just they Don't. just came out. They got some good movies. They got some good titles. And speaking of good titles, uh, we put out a poll every Saturday on what movies we talk about in the podcast. And our followers, if you follow us at those movie dudes on Instagram, go to our stories. You can help direct what we talk about on the show. And the movie that won for me, I put it up against a Martin Scorsese film that we all haven't seen called Mean Streets. Uh, and the movie Ayo. was Best in Show. That was the winner. It's a yes. uh, satirical I'm excited for this comedy. One, dude. <laughs> <laughs> mockumentary from the director of This Is Spinal Tap, Christopher Guest, oh, has a pretty me. all-star cast. It's about dog. Uh, it's about dog shows and the people behind their dogs. Uh, as a dog person myself, I cannot wait to watch it. I haven't seen it yet, um, but that is the one that won fifty-seven percent to forty-three percent. You can what watch is... it on Netflix, I believe. Holy shit! A non-HBO Max film. I that's know. Exciting. Seriously, wait, I've I'm been trying to. That, but I've genuinely been, been trying to years. find stuff that's not on HBO Max just so we can say it's on a different streaming service. Uh, but yeah, so I'm excited for that. My film was Hulu. Sorry, best in shows oh. on Hulu. Okay, mm-hmm. just found it. 
Fantastic. It is. Uh, it my is movie is V for Vendetta. All right, Chandler Harrison, second favorite movie of all time, but uh, right behind About Time with Rachel McAdams, Donald Gleason. Um, but yeah, I've never seen this. Always wanted to, and uh, I believe it's a slight rewatch for you. I have guys? seen it. Hey, you have, have you seen, seen it? it? I have not seen it. Oh, awesome! Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, I so, saw it when it first came out, like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. It came out in two thousand seven, but I saw it around like a couple years after that, and I didn't really get it i didn't really like because you it. were 12 exactly i okay. remember watching it again kind of here like here and there a couple years later liking it more but i didn't see it from start to finish it was bits and pieces so now i'm excited to kind of go back watch it now years nice. later from beginning to end and see and see what uh see if it changed my thoughts a little bit but yeah it's I'm gonna be a whole new a whole new viewing like it won't even be remotely yeah. the same so it's like you're and seeing it relevant. for the first time so yeah that's awesome well those are yeah. the movies for next week we hope you guys tune in awesome. and uh yeah, yeah, and that's I'm it. I'm excited so. to talk about him. I watched, I did watch Best in Show, so that's pretty good. Oh, yeah, I did, I did watch it a little bit. It's uh, and what breed won Best in Show? I'm not telling you that. Yeah, okay, don't tell me. That's a I hope it's not a dachshund. Episode... Oh God, why would it be a dachshund? I don't know. Uh, Please God, hope those... it's not a dachshund. <laughs> that episode will be out next Friday, July 17th. So if you guys uh, watch those movies before that date, you can come back and hear our thoughts on those movies: Best in Show, V for Vendetta, and wait, 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 we had one more. Nate, you didn't say hmm? you didn't you, you didn't announce your movie yet. What? Oh yeah, I did. I, I best I best in show. It. Best in show. Yeah. Well, that's I, not I, it because if you're gonna make me watch this classic movie, you better announce it. You're also mm-hmm. making me watch it too, so let's keep that well, true. Okay, Marlon Brando, Vivian Lee, directed by Elia Kazan, a streetcar named Desire. There, <laughs> yeah, yanked it out of me. I have a car. Uh, I drive it on the street sometimes. Well, that's cool. Do you desire to? Not typically. Okay, well, Desire is the name of my car. My tire pressure's a little bit low right now. I have to fill it up tomorrow if I want to go anywhere. Um, yeah, where so... Are the, where are these movies streaming? <laughs> I don't fucking know. HBO Max, maybe? <laughs> HBO Max for mine. Oh, wait, is mine on Netflix? I don't know. Spencer? Uh, I will look. What's I think it's on again HBO done? Max. V for Vendata. That is on Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. Oh wow, we're all over the board this week, guys, fellas. Max and Hulu. Interesting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, no more. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, make sure you guys follow us at those movie dudes. Vote every Saturday in our polls. Help dictate what we watch in the show. Help kind of steer us the right direction or not. You know, yeah, fuck you guys. You made us watch. Not on Earth. So. Holy shit! Yeah. Um, and absentia. And absentia. <laughs> God, you guys need to go. Fuck and Dune. Yourselves. That's what I meant to say. Oh come um, on, Dune is decent. <laughs> anything else uh, you guys might have watched this week that you want to give a little yes. quick recommend to? Yeah, I'm rewatching the Harry Potter movies. Um, oh really? Number three. I just Ooh, watched nice. one and two. I still I'm am just picking I'm things up. Dead set on the fact that I, I love Half Blood Prince. I don't know. I just love Half Blood Prince. I'm dreading getting there, but. I'll give well, it another why? shot. Why? Let me know how, what you I think of Order of the Phoenix because I that's like my. I least love favorite. Order of the Phoenix. Well, I don't, I don't yeah. love it, but I liked it. That's all right. I, I like Luna Lovegood. She's Prince. hot. What? She's sixteen. What? Ooh, okay. That's a cut well, away from that. I would say. <laughs> oh, God. That's gonna be all for me. Just make sure you follow us at those movie dudes. Vote in our polls and comment on the movies, and that's all, y'all. Toodles. <laughs> um, I watched a little bit of the Jeffrey Epstein documentary last night, and I feel disgusting because West Palm Beach is about ten minutes from my house. So yeah. Anyways, bye guys. 
Oh no, I guess it's just me. Well, that's okay. I'll uh, I'll talk about some movies with you guys. I watched uh, three three movies that uh, weren't our three movies this week. Um, they were all Criterion. So if you guys would like to purchase them, they're Barnes and Noble half off right now. Um, but I watched Don't Look Now, starring Donald Sutherland and Julie Christie, kind of a creepy little movie. Um, then I watched Naked Lunch, which makes me afraid of uh, typewriters right now, directed by Cronenberg. And then a really sad movie called Make Way for Tomorrow. It was a really sad movie. I, I, I don't suggest you guys watch it if you like don't like crying and stuff like that. So yeah, I wouldn't watch that. Um yeah. But watch whatever you want, I guess. Don't listen to me. Hope you guys are wearing your masks. Um if not, I know.